what do up you, everybody <laughs> do you think people know that like we immediately because you know how you ask all the time like did you already press record do you think people know <laughs> yeah. that like oh they just immediately call each other and push record or do you think they know like oh they conversate and then push record i i feel like i have no idea i don't think anybody thinks too, too much <laughs> <in> that. <laughs> that is yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. Got you. Hey, nobody so cares. what's been going on this week? How have you been dealing with the heat? How has life been in and out the office? So I, I think you saw the picture. I, I boarded my office, right? Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Did I even talk to you? Oh, my gosh. I haven't no. even talked to you. Was that Bro. Was that because of the the looting and everything, or you just yeah? So the National Guard was here, and and they weren't just right, dude. I'm going to send you this photo right now. Um, The national. So I don't know if you saw the news at all, but in downtown Sac, there was crazy stuff happening, and then Antifa put on all the social media chats that they were they were quote unquote going to start bringing the riots into the white affluent neighborhoods. AKA the suburbs. So they God, put you live on in the biggest mansion. So dude, I mean, like my I'm in the West Wing right now. So dude, there's like an echo just in my bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, I'm in just the closet kidding, of my bathroom. <laughs> I'm in the closet. Right, dude. Um yeah, no, but they have the National Guard here. They have barricaded um the the shopping center just in the exit down from me. It is nuts. So where my office is located, it's less than a mile away from the Folsom Police Department, the Folsom Prison, City Hall. So basically, prime location for shit to go down if Mm -hmm. things were going to go down. And I actually had protesters uh, in the daytime. I had protesters march past my office. Was it crazy or uh, no? last did week? It, it, it wasn't crazy. No, it wasn't crazy, but we still boarded. We still boarded because we were told, especially by, we have a lot of patients who are part of um, the, the Folsom PD. And they were like, you know, just because it's peaceful in the afternoon when it's broad daylight, you have no idea what to expect when the sun goes down. It could be a, a very different crowd. So they actually stopped public transportation from downtown Sac to Folsom. There's something called the light rail. It's basically like, you know, a, a train that, that goes straight to here. Yeah. They stopped that to really discourage pe- people from, from coming into Folsom. And they had, they had preventatively boarded, boarded up. Um, so like a Safeway, a couple CVSs, Kaiser's clothes. So Brian, Brian was the one who actually called my office last week or he called my, my he called my cell phone. I, I didn't pick up. And then he called again within half an hour. And you know, Brian is, is the pragmatic one. He doesn't overreact about anything. So when Brian gets worked up about something, it's like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, like, what's happening? Serious, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I missed his call and then I'm missed another call so I called him right back I was like hey is everything okay and he basically said you know there's a lot of chatter on online and social media that something may happen may happen within um, a few hours if um, and they had planned the protest this was like the night before the scheduled protest 
in Folsom mm-hmm. and Brian has four office locations, their office shut down. They canceled the afternoon patients. They sent everybody home and basically they cleared out. And so Brian, Brian came to my office and he and his dad, they, well, they went to Lowe's, they got a bunch of plywood and they boarded up our windows just in case. Wow. And this was last week. It's nuts because it was our first week back seeing patients ever since this COVID thing happened, right? Like it's such a great day. You know, we're finally getting back into the swing of things. And then by lunchtime, Brian had said like something may happen and I don't want, I don't, I don't want to take any chances. So we were boarded up that same day. And did and has any well are the protests still happening in your area right now or no? Pe- peaceful ones so far. Yeah, they had they had a few like big bigger riots down in downtown Sac, uh-huh. and um, one of my assistants actually lives in downtown. And the next day we were all at lunch just in the office, and she just started to to break down. Like she started to get super emotional. Uh, she lives in an apartment complex and she said that she could literally hear the helicopters and the sirens till like two in the morning. Wow. So yeah. it got pretty bad in, how far are you from downtown Sacramento? 30 minutes. And oh. I always thought that, you know, well, I'm in the burbs, I'm 30 minutes away. Like all of the things, all of the, the news coverage that, that we were seeing in all the different parts of the country, it was frightening, but I was like, no, we're in Folsom. Folsom is like, we're in wholesome Folsom. Nothing's going to happen in my hood. Is that what they call it? Well, that's what I call it. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it really, um, like that, that night after we boarded, like Brian, Brian is, is anti-guns. Like, I think it's because obviously we both grew up in California. We're, we're, uh, I, we've just never been around it. And, mm. um, and he, and he was like, you know, it, I think we may need to get a gun. Like I never, I never even thought we would ever have that conversation. I mean, this isn't Texas where everyone is loaded. Yeah. You know? Like, um, I'm in the suburbs of California, a very diverse, you know, a very diverse state. Um, so my, my hygienist, she lives out in the country and she basically offered, she's like, you know, we're in the country, we're on six acres. We have a ton of, a ton of guns. Like if, if you, if you and Brian are serious about learning how to shoot and learning just proper gun safety, um, we'd, we'd be happy to, to teach you guys. Mm, Um, just even the saying that word. I think it's because we are so inexperienced with it. It just feels like dirty. I get, yeah. Like I feel so uncomfortable even saying gun, like <sighs> makes me. I shiver. don't know. You're right. It, it is depend on where you come from. Cause I'm from Texas and I mean, like pff, we were always mm. Rosenberg, we would hunt, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you learn how to use one. You have, you're a kid you, and you're not a kid. Never mind. Forget that. I didn't say anything. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you just learn how to use one, you know, and, and and you have it. But you're right here. You never thought of it. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a serious discussion. You know what I mean? To think yeah. about because also your kids get older, would they ever find it? What happens? Then? Oh, what dude. if your mom or I don't know? Oh, uh, we're gonna go down a weird no. rabbit hole. 
No. Oh, we're, this is, yeah, this is a rabbit hole. But um, so fast forward the week, we, we didn't have anything significant happen. Everything was very peaceful. And a couple of days ago, we removed the boards from my office and, and it just feels it feels good to see the sun again. Like it's so weird. It's so weird when you're in the office and you don't know if it's light or dark outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does I have a feeling like, you know, how like in, they say with in Vegas, they make sure that like, you know, there's no windows and everything like, right. so they will like, Hey, how long have I been in this casino? Oh, it's been 20 hours, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you feel yeah. like that when you oh, had everything boarded up? Yeah, no, it, it felt like time was slower just because like you, you're just in a box, like a dark box. I mean, it kept my AC pretty, my AC bill pretty low, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Man, dude, yeah, that's insane. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy times. Did patients oh cancel or not want to go because of the protesting? So surprisingly, no. In fact... I, I really thought that our patients would, um, like, as soon as they would come up to the office, they would, like, turn around, not come in, and or, like, call to cancel. Nothing. Nobody even batted an eyelash. And in, I would even get text messages from patients who, like, would drive by my office, and they would say, hey, Dr. Ashley, just wanted to see how you're doing. Like, I wow. saw your boards. Um, is everything okay? And And the people who did come to their appointments I was the one who brought it up like they didn't even they didn't even bat yeah like they knew what was happening they they obviously they knew that the world that we're in is such a crazy place right now like after COVID and then freaking the riots it's just how much can one take in one year like it's not even oh. one year just like in three months yeah yeah. And that, that's the thing. Like I was, cause we're like near LA and then right oh, here yeah. in Upland and in San Bernardino, like it, it was happening. Like it was getting really oh bad to we're, we were on curfew yeah. at five. So mm. everybody had to be at home. And so five o'clock. Yes. Five o'clock. And I'm like, Whoa. I'm going to like the gyms are closed. I can't go out running. Do you want me to get fat? God, like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I kind of gave up for like three days, but it made me wonder, like, what happened to COVID nineteen? Like, it, it kind of just went out the window at that time, right? Nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared anymore because there was, there were other issues. There were, there's obviously a very. It, I mean, our our country is hurting, and I don't know about you, but as a as someone of color, I mean, have you experienced racism? Oh. All the time. Here's the thing, Ashley. You look at me, people think I'm Indian already, first and foremost, okay? Then after that, I'm like, no, I'm Mexican and Salvadorian. Then now it's like, oh, does he have his papers here with him? What is he doing? You know, so I experienced yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and my wife, she experienced it, her and her family all the time. So, I mean, you do too, right? Heck yeah. Dude, there's so much pervasive racism that we just don't talk about. We don't talk about, and if our skin were just a few shades darker, like we would seriously be be facing, heaven forbid, life threatening situations. Like, it's it's insane to me. Like, we just take it right. Like, we don't. I, and being of Asian descent, we don't talk about the stuff that that we deal with. We're very much a submissive 
culture. Um, mm. And I remember, so I grew up in California, right? Like this, we're not in the middle of of like middle town America, like where like nobody Indiana knows what Ohio, yeah, right? Ohio, Idaho. right? I'm, I was born in Ohio, but oh, let me talk about <laughs> that for just a second. Uh-huh. But my first day of kindergarten, I, I mean, there was this girl, and I don't remember much from my childhood, but I do remember clear as day. We were on the playground. It was the first recess, and all the girls started to hold hands to play Ring Around the Roses. Mm-hmm. And her name was Lindsay. Dang. And you remember the name. Even. I remember the name. This is this is how badly it hurt me. I was about to grab her hand. And I, we're in kindergarten, guys. We're five. I was about to grab her hand. She looked down on my hand. She didn't grab it. And she said, I'm not touching your brown skin. Shut up. You shut your face. She said that. She said that. And that is why oh I, I, I mean, I, I started crying. Like, I didn't even know I was brown at that point. Like, I'm a kid. <laughs> you know? like, um, so wow. that is freaking in California, in kindergarten. Like, she Wait, that was in Ohio hold- or California? That's California, bro. That's California. Oh, wow. Wow, she didn't want to hold my brown hand. Why? Did, time out. Did you have like something on your hand, like poop or something or no? Just my skin color. Wow, man. That yeah. had to have been taught, man. That had to have been exactly, taught. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and whenever like, well, Brian and I will, um, so Brian, we lived all over the place. Um, we lived in, in Boston for a little bit. And you would think that in a town as diverse as Boston, we even experienced racism there. Like I remember Brian and I, we went out to some fancy restaurant um, and we were literally the only ones not white in that, in that restaurant. And um, the, the hostess, she was, it was a very packed house. The hostess took it down our name and then we could see that she writes little descriptions of the couple so that she knows who to grab and our description literally said brown couple <laughs> like what but what, oh, <laughs> i don't even know the words like no. there's so many other things to use there's like so many like, there's so dress, many things like uh, oh that ridiculous shoes. yeah like something something wow so we, that means that restaurant was so not used to having like any other type of person visiting i guess right I, it's just and this is boston like um Jeez. and brian and i we we always we, we love watching like travel tra- travel channel and like mm-hmm. looking at all the different properties that you can get in like wyoming and montana and like just acreage and like all, um, idaho and all these lake houses and we always think like how crazy would it be if we didn't feel geographically confined to where we can live based off the color of our skin? Because we feel that. We feel like if we can already feel that we are different on the East Coast or the West Coast, there is no way that we could ever feel comfortable living in the middle of America. And that's just... That's that's the truth. 
goose. I grew yeah. up, I, I was born in Ohio. I was born in Ohio and I think I'm the only full Filipino ever to be born out of Ohio. I know, so <laughs> random, right? So random. And my mom, so my aunt married an American soldier and my, she sponsored my, my mom to immigrate to America from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And my mom, my mom was second to youngest of her family of 10 kids. And she wasn't married yet at the time, which is why she was able to get petitioned by my aunt. So that is how we ended up in Ohio. And my mom said when she came to Ohio, she, I mean, she spoke English, but obviously she had a very thick accent. She said that when she would go out into like the public, whether it be the grocery store, or the drugstore, or just getting gas, she had a little notebook that she carried with her at the rare chance that she saw someone brown like her, they would exchange Aww. names and contact information. Yeah, it's Man, it's crazy. Yeah. Jeez. It's, it was that rare. It was that hey, rare. And so, are you like a first generation? Uh, is it first generation or second generation um, immigrant here, or not immigrant? Uh, so like it's, citizen. It's first generation, right? If I'm born in the states, right? That's how it is. Yes, I, I don't know. I'm yeah, asking I think you. Hopefully, that's what you know. it is. I feel like I should know that. Yes, my my parents <sighs> both were born in the Philippines. What about you? Were your parents born? Yeah, no, same thing. Not in Philippines, but my parents. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was born in Mexico. My mom was in El Salvador. So yeah, they ah. they came here, but they're they're legal now, everybody. Okay, but um, they they're legal <laughs> <laughs> for anybody. Prove like, it. I know, like wondering, oh my gosh, prove not, you know, but yeah. um, prove it. <laughs> no, but uh, so yeah, it was the same thing. And then they, I mean, there's I can tell you tons of stories, but yeah, no, nobody wants to hear my story. So. The, I, I, oh, can I, I tell you one more story after you tell a story? No, no, no. You tell your racism? story. No, I want to know <laughs> one more. I want to know a racist story before we go to my racist story. I don't have everything was flowers and rainbows and butterflies <laughs> in my life. Okay, yeah. it was beautiful. So tell me yeah. your story. I remember. So Brian and I, we were in. We were we were visiting from the East Coast. So we were already in medical school and, and dental school. And we visited his cousins who lived in Walnut Creek. Walnut Creek is a very affluent white community here. And um, downtown Walnut Creek is pretty bougie, like really nice shopping and really nice restaurants. And so it was me, Brian, and a bunch of his cousins. And we were, we were bar hopping because we just had dinner. And then we were trying to find, you know, the next place to grab a drink. And all of a sudden, we were, we were walking, like literally walking, no drunk driving, nothing. Mm -hmm. Literally, the sirens go off and um, two cop cars put their lights on, put like the high beam dust. We all had to sit on the side of the, the road. We, we sat on the curb. What? So they made while, you guys get out the car? What's that? They made you guys get out the car? We weren't in a car. We were walking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We were, we're, nobody was drunk driving. We were literally walking from a, a one bar to another bar. Mm -hmm. Not rowdy, nothing. It was just because we were in an affluent area and it was like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. Um, two cop cars pulled us over. 
we had to sit on the curb, like all the lights were on us and they checked all of our IDs and made us um, like, what, what else did they do? They made us do like different sobriety tests or whatever. And, and we were the whole time, like my, so my, my husband's oldest cousin, he's like a very well-to-do, like, um, what does he do? He does like something in construction. Mm-hmm. Um, no, real uh, commercial broker. Like he does like million dollar deals mm-hmm. and he's, and he's a very eloquent speaker. And he was like, we were about to, something almost went down that night because of how unprovoked that whole situation was. Let's just put it that way. Um, And if it wasn't for Mm -hmm. that cousin who basically just started talking about like contacts and all, you know, like, like how, how wrong it was, we, we may have ended up in jail. Who knows? But for what though? Exactly. For what? For for being brown people in an upper white or uh, upper class white neighborhood. Wow, man! Hey, is your cousin still balling out of control? Uh, he's in Hawaii now, but oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's totally he's balling. Balling. He probably owns yeah. half of Hawaii already. Okay, Dude, never mind. Probably never mind. like three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> three quarters, Michael. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, wow, man. Okay, so then, <laughs> but let's let's uh, pivot a little bit. So now you are. Let me ask you something. Because of all this, I wanted to ask you that, that that was the whole point I brought up. Like, what happened to COVID nineteen? Is it as serious as you think it is, or as they say it is? Do you think is it serious as 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 everybody's making it out to be? Because stuff is opening back up, right? I think, I think it is. I think it is. I think it's, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have so many stories to tell you. Um, I think it is because, well, I know it is because uh-huh. we have a lot of patients who are healthcare providers and they uh-huh. work in, in the emergency rooms or they work in the ICUs and, and they treat COVID patients. And it is, it's sad. They've seen people die from it and, I think. But would it be like dying from the flu, though? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Because I, I don't ask details. I don't know. Ask details, Ashley. Ask details. Because, like, do you think what? it's worth like all the PPE that you're wearing? I think, when it comes to peace of mind, yes, I think okay. it's worth all of that. Like, obviously, we spent a lot of money getting our office ready for this. Um, I think it. Obviously, these companies are taking full advantage of the situation and i've seen disposable gowns go for a hundred dollars a gown are you kidding me like it's ridiculous and um it's really sad it really is sad and then on the opposite spectrum there are people who think that covid doesn't even exist that this is a whole pandemic. that it's a whole (laughs) government conspiracy theory like the elections or something right yeah and if you wear a mask in public you are basically um saying that you're you're weak and you succumb to governmental policy or or whatever like it's it's what i didn't hear that i've never heard that it is it's crazy there's so so you know what's really really crazy so you know like black black 
lives matter, that whole hashtag. Mm-hmm. And I, I told Brian, I was like, you know, we, we obviously, we did the, the blackout Tuesday post. And then for one of the posts for smiling company, it, we were supposed to have a review of our office because we have a certain pattern that we're following. Hmm. And we, we said, um, we said black lives matter. And it's because black, I believe, I believe that racism exists. I believe that there is an inequality that exists. So I, I put that. And the amount of text messages I got after that, I, I was like blown away. Um, like like good ones had, or? Well, I had, I had a patient who I actually really respect. She called or she texted and it was a very, very long um, text. And she was like, Dr. Ashley, you are someone who I really respect. And, and I, I'm coming to you because I genuinely want to know why you are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. And I was out running errands. This was on Sunday. I was out running errands. And I didn't even understand really what, what she meant by that. Because in my head, I was thinking like, I don't believe that an innocent, like, I don't, I don't think that you have to politicize an, someone who lost their life for no reason. Like, I think that mm. that is just an injustice. And that is, is what I was, I was speaking out to. Um, and she, was, she basically said that um, she is a wife of an officer and that that movement is is more about defunding police and all of like just just so much other like so many other things involved with the black lives matter movement and i i had to explain to her i was like me saying that black lives matter isn't me saying that i'm anti-cops it isn't me saying that i am pro riots i it's it's basically saying that I recognize that there is inequality in the world and that our nation is hurting. Um, but it was, it had become such a politicized thing that we, I ended up just taking down the post. Uh-huh. I really did. Yeah. I took down the post um, and I talked to George Hariri about it and, um, and George, like I really respect George cause he's so like level headed and, and he just mm-hmm. has so much, insight about everything and i asked george i was like george like what what are your thoughts and he's like honestly ashley when it comes to anything that could be even remotely political your business should stay neutral and you should not voice your your opinions and i was like even if it's on like my personal page and he's like absolutely because your personal page is not a personal page anymore your personal page is tied to your business and, and think about the people who felt that same exact way that that patient felt who, who actually texted you, who aren't addressing it to you, but now will potentially see a different provider because of that. Um, mm. So he's like, so you, you have to make sure that whatever you're putting out into your platforms whether or not you think it's pro love or just like pro acknowledgement and and all this like you really have to make sure that if you aren't prepared to open that door like if you if you 
aren't, aren't prepared to debate all sides of the coin to see all the different angles to really educate yourself on exactly what you're standing up for and what you're not standing up for, then you shouldn't post it. So you took and it down. that made sense. So I took it down. Did you, what did you, did you replace and it with anything as as for I, the pattern? No. Oh, well, a, a review. And then as soon as I took it down, I felt guilty for taking it down. Like, Ooh. I felt, and then, so that, that's, that's something that I also wanted to talk to you about because how much of what we put out into like our branding, our image, like how much of it really does represent us and how much censoring do we do? Like how, like what part do you give up of your, yourself when you create a business? Hmm. And I, I think, think about that all the t- time, like every time like a review comes in or like even a not so great review, like we beat ourselves up for having four stars mm-hmm. because it's not perfect. Right. And we, because of HIPAA, we aren't able to defend our perspective. Like that patient could have been a completely insane patient and you have to take it. Like we, we, so like, it's just tough. And, and Brian was saying like, you know, it is ultimately it's your business. Yes. And I can see where George is coming from about just being neutral and staying out of it, staying apolitical, but he's like, but it's also, it's also your business and you, you built it based off of you and your thoughts and, and your ideals um so what are your thoughts like mm. how much of of yourself can you put out into the world when it when you have a brick and mortar yeah i think that that becomes very um like strict or you have to be very strict on that because I mean, I don't think social media really changes us. I think it just exposes us. So yes, we're always yes. more uh, effective against okay. like the demons we know and can identify, right. right? But the ones who are hiding in the dark, we don't know them. We right. And so that's why when we start posting stuff and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what it's about, you're kind of exposing yourself more. And when you take it down, you're even exposing yourself even more. You know what I mean? So it's, you're yeah. going to have to like, somewhere somehow you're gonna have to explain yourself right and so you're doing it through the the podcast right now right like you're like this is why i take it down and so forth so i guess damned if you do damned if you don't yeah 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 so to me it's it's up to you to put like how much you want to put out there because what you post and even what you don't post kind of says something a little bit right now granted like let's just say oh this is my business and i'm hiring a social media person to do it then it's kind of like on them, right? Um, it's not all on you. But if it's like you, the one doing it, then don't you have somebody actually doing it for you? Yeah, I have Allison helping out. What she, she doesn't say? do all of it, though. Does uh, she say she, anything or no? No, she didn't say anything. And I talked to Judy about it. I, I told Judy, I was like, because um, Judy saw the post right away. And, and, um, and then I talked to her the next day. On, it was a Monday. I was like, Judy, like, did you see that post? And she's like, yeah, I actually thought Allison put it up. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect you to do that. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, it's 
just, it was just, it's a very touchy subject. Yeah. It's, um, and activism looks different in, in so, like, it looks different for everyone. Like, I don't have to be a very vocal person to show my activism, right? Activism is how I teach my kids. And, and I think that is, that's where it all, all begins, right? You change the world when you change one life at a time. And, and me having those discussions with my three boys about, you know, about their skin color and, and how to treat other people, that's, that's going to start with me. I think that's a form of activism. Um, and just acknowledging that we are different. Like, I, th- I think I read this post that said, you know, I don't see skin color. And then someone said, well, if you don't see skin color, you don't see me. Um, mm. It's, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's right. Like, um, you have to, I think you do have to. Um, okay, so, like, you got to let. You, and you're you're really good at this, like letting people know who you are, and they're they're watching you develop into who you become, right, from the very beginning to mm-hmm. to now. But I think it's also okay to admit that, like, hey, I, I'm new at this. Like, uh, I'm uh, you're not tricking people, right? You're not right. like, but at the same time, you're you're not a hundred percent sure about something. So if like, or maybe you're not a thousand percent sure, or maybe you don't like it doesn't burn to your core at the moment. Right. And that's okay. That doesn't mean just cause like everybody's doing it at that one moment, you have to do it at that one moment. Mm, I don't know. That's my opinion, right? Maybe when it burns to your core, you can, you can start doing it because you're more hundred percent knowing like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. I know in case anybody reaches out to me, I know how to defend it in, in this scenario. Right. right? Um, but yeah, it's just like admitting that you're still learning will give people a reason to even check in on your progress even more. So it's okay. You know what I mean? I think it's okay to, to be new at it, to be a novice at it, especially social media because freaking every, I mean, have you ever heard of the people who are like getting like Kevin Hart, you know how he was going for like the Grammys or the Emmys or something. Then they brought up tweets from like 10 years ago of his. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, you're not going to be this person anymore. And it's like, wow, man, it's like, we can never make mistakes, but admitting it then it, it, it helps. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just a crazy time, and and I I made the mistake of just not doing my research, doing my due diligence, and and really looking at all the different reasons why it was a controversial. I didn't even know it was a controversial hashtag. That's how like we don't watch a lot of news at home. We basically watch whatever the boys let us watch they, they control the remote i know because tweet. yeah basically like we we watch a lot of cartoons and, yeah and i thought it was a how naive is that like i thought it was just about equality mm-hmm. and and it's not um yeah so hmm. so i took the post down and i I want it to be like I was telling Brian is like I want I want that discussion to be an in-person discussion for whoever wants to have that open line of communication with me just like that patient did like it shouldn't be something that should be debated on social media like I 
I don't want, yeah, I don't want, I don't want negativity like that. Yeah. It's kind of sometimes like what, what I hate seeing is where people post how they help out the poor, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you, you like record the homeless guy, poor homeless guy, right? Like he's in shame. He's all do, but you're recording him in his face and you're like, look, I'm, I'm feeding him. I'm giving him money. And you post it and it's like, Hey man, you could have done that without a freaking video camera, you know? But you're kind of yeah. wanting to get that, that like, look at me world. I'm doing good. So I don't know. Right. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. So that's going to, we, <laughs> we kind of <laughs> talked about the practice, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap it up for, <laughs> for right now. Cause it's, it's late for Ashley. And then it's um, eight fifty one. Oh Oh my gosh. It's like my bedtime. I know. Yeah. So anyways, wrap it up, Ashley. Sign us out. What I, that was like the shortest episode ever. We basically talked about racism and boarding. <laughs> <laughs> and COVID nineteen a little bit. So we it wait. Was a good no, episode. let's let's talk a little bit. That was like so short. Let's talk until nine. Well, let's it's talk been an hour. Nine more minutes. Okay. What? Okay. Nine no more minutes. Nine more minutes. What else is there um, to talk about? I have a dental student helping out now. Didn't we we discussed office. this already that you hired a dental student? No, no, I have another dental student, an Shut intern. Up. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I know. We Is this person going house. to work for you now, or? Um, you well, she she just completed her first year at at um, Tufts. And she emailed, and um, she basically is a big fan of the podcast, and um, she's been binge listening to it. And she's it, she lives not too far from here, so she messaged, and she's like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that I've been listening to your podcast, and and, um, and basically that she's inspired and all this stuff, and and that she was home because of COVID." I was like, "Oh, well, thank you for listening," and then. The distance learning, um, I think, is going to take place until January for her. So she's like, honestly, I, I have time. If I'd love to meet you, or you know, like, or even shadow, and um, and then we've been just emailing back and forth. And this week was her first week. She came in for one day, and it was the cutest. She's like the cutest thing ever. Um, and I'm I'm not just saying that because she's she totally like. Was complimenting me when she came in. <laughs> What'd she say? What'd she say when she came in? Was she like, uh, "Oh, she's so cute." She's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I don't want to say it because it's making me blush." No, but basically, she's like, "No, no, say it, say it." <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn. No, but she was like, "Okay, I'll toot it anyways." Yeah. She's like, "Oh, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. Like all my friends at Tufts know who you are." I was like, "Oh, that's amazing! Oh. So Wait, amazing!" Does that mean they yeah. know who I am? I mean, I guess. <laughs> They're like, oh, I think they refer you refer to you as um, Ashley's sidekick. <laughs> Ashley's uh. <laughs> Who's that? Mini me from uh, Austin Powers? That guy. Right. Yeah, uh, that that's guy. so cool, man. What's her name? It's or so can you cool. say her name or no? Um. Well, let me ask her first before I air out her name because she listens to the podcast. That's true. That's true. Okay, we won't say her name. We won't oh, say her name. Oh no, I'm gonna say your name. I'm gonna say your name because you know why? Because we're gonna get her on the podcast, and we're going to ask her exactly. Um, exactly what she wants to f- know about 
the business from a dental student's perspective. I think it would be a really interesting interview. Um, Does she like have goals to have are. her own practice or something like that or no? Well, I, um, she says it's, it's still really early on because she, she just finished her first year. She oh. still hasn't, um, she still, she hasn't decided if she wants to specialize or if she likes general, but she knows for sure that she's going to move back to this area when she's done because her family's here. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking she's just going to, become a smiling co-employee when she's done because <laughs> she's so cute she's so so cute what's your name yeah, we'll get her on the show we'll get her on the show it's gonna be awesome what's your name serena okay hey serena it's yeah. um awesome to know that you listen to the podcast and everybody at tufts listen to the podcast <laughs> um we would love it if you can donate at no i'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, you know they're students right (laughs) oh yeah yeah they're right they're right just kidding serena oh but no that's awesome thank you guys so much for tuning in but that's cool dude that you gotta so what is she helping out with now like what is she doing in total well she's only been in once um because she still says she has some exams left for the the year and um so she she came in on monday and basically we just got her acquainted like she's been following me around she followed um the sterilization took around like she's learning her way around the office and then and then we got to ch- chat uh when i was in between patients and and then i also had my other associate there on monday so it was actually a full house on monday oh my gosh so many people dude you're killing it dude that's amazing i'm just and trying to retire though like i am i think you will though i think you will retire like really soon I mean, yeah, like, or do you think you'll retire that's what I want. or do you think you'll just like always work one to two days? You know what I mean? I want to work two days, like eight to 10. AM? 8 AM to 10? Yeah, that's it. 10 PM? No, full 10 AM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I'm not even saying yeah, right? You oh probably God. make it happen. You can make it happen, dude. Be hey, cool. before before we get off, I wanna I wanna tell you that I um I kicked a patient out of the office. For what? Oh, okay. So, um, so this patient was a new patient. She came in specifically wanting a a smile makeover. So, a, you know, a big cosmetic case. And dude, especially after COVID, especially after being closed for two and a half months, I mean, it would have been so nice to get mm-hmm. that production right so she she pulls up up in her maserati no no joke like literally maserati she pulls into her maserati and um she comes in and karen karen my assistant one of my assistant named karen yeah and she's like so opposite of karen she's (laughs) like oh my gosh i just love her so much you're getting me sidetracked you know i I don't pay attention okay so Karen, um, Karen stops her at the front door and like says hi, you know, greets her super warmly. And she attempts to give her hand sanitizer because that's part of our COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. And she basically says, um, is that alcohol? Alcohol gives me hives. That's like literally like not smiling. Ooh. That's it. Alcohol gives me hives. And um, I, I was standing right there and I was like, okay, no problem. We're going to have you go to the restroom then and wash your hands. Um, there's mm-hmm. some soap in there, you know. 
So she goes, so she looks at me and, and she doesn't know I'm the dentist, obviously, because um, I'm just standing in the front. We're, we're literally celebrating Allison's birthday at this point. Mm-hmm. She goes in, um, washes her, washes her hands. And I have to go see a patient. And apparently, I, I had no idea. But she was just giving Karen the biggest attitude. She refused to get her temperature taken because she said, and I quote, it was an invasion of her privacy. Oh and she gosh. was not comfortable with that. And, um, and then Karen was asking screening questions like, have you traveled in the last 14 days to um, an area known to have a, co- a COVID outbreak or something like that. It's part of our, our, our questions. And she was like, well, technically the minute I step out of my front door, I could say yes. Right. Because we're so all supposed to be social distancing and just giving flat out attitude. And um, Karen, so Karen's so sweet. She was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to seat her anyways, even though she didn't comply with our protocols. She sat her and I was still with the other patient and I could literally hear that something was not right in, in that room. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot of tension, you know, um, you could hear voices getting louder. You can't really make out exactly what the conversation conversation was but it was just rude the mm-hmm. tone of voice was just rude and then one of my assistants crystal she pulled me aside like when i was done with that patient she pulled me aside and she's like dr ashley like i am i am so uncomfortable right now but this woman literally is being so rude and she it, she has so much attitude she says all this stuff about the temperature and all this stuff and she doesn't want to do it and she refuses. So I go in there and I'm, I'm still like maintaining composure because you have to. Mm-hmm. And I, I say, you know, like, hi, I'm Dr. Ashley. Welcome to my practice. I'm the dentist. Um, and I introduced myself and I was like, and I understand you have some questions about our protocols. And she's like, yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, why, why do you think it's okay to take my temperature and all this, um, that's an that's a complete invasion of my privacy and i was like well actually actually miss it's not because you're in a healthcare setting and your health it def- directly impacts the health of my my team and it also directly impacts the health of my patients and we are only following cdc guidelines and um i basically did that whole spiel and and then she starts arguing again and i don't back Mm -hmm. down and um and then she's like okay fine you can go ahead and take my temperature but just know i am not happy about that and i was like oh no no that's not gonna happen today because it's very apparent that we are not the right office for you I have a lot of offices that I would be happy to refer you to. And I got up and I escorted her out of the building. Dang. Was she mad? Was she walking away mad? Like, this is ridiculous. So it's so funny because as soon as I walked her up front, I I think she was surprised by that. I think she probably gets what she wants in most situations. And as soon as I walked her to the front, her attitude changed. 
And she was actually, she started to calm down and she just was asking me about front teeth. And I was nice. I, I, I answered all of her questions, but I still ended up refer, referring her to another practice. Yeah, that would have been a headache. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I can't even imagine doing anything for this type of patient. Yeah. yeah. Dang, dude, nuts. that's crazy. All right, sign us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Making Of. Um, yeah, it's it's this this world is crazy right now, and we're we're glad that you are listening to us rant about it, right, Michael? Mm-hmm, rant about mm-hmm. racism. <laughs> um, if you are not a part of our Facebook group, please make sure to join. It's called The Making of a Dental Startup. If you are a doctor, we have The Making of a Dental Startup, Doctors Only Edition, but you have to answer the questions. Um, leave us a review. We only like five stars, though. Please don't make us cry. There are enough reasons to cry right now in the world. Um, and that is it. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Are you still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Bye. <laughs> bye.